Well, we come here this week to celebrate um, the long-awaited arrival of a, of a big game that a lot of folks have been waiting for for several years at this point, uh, taking place in you know a futuristic dystopia society. Um, you know, really, really the reason to own a next-generation console um, in a lot of ways really takes advantage of, of the of the uh, performance uh, you know hardware that's available on a PS5. Um, in a vast, you know, open world. Uh, of course, I'm talking about Cyberpunk 2077, which uh, <laughs> which released unexpectedly today. Welcome to Dense Pixels. Welcome to Brad, joined by my co-host Micah. I uh, I downloaded it. Yeah. Um, and it's it's I already had the game on my system, and uh, they were like, "Here's an update." And then I looked at the update. The update said. Uh, sixty-two point nine seven gigs. Yeah, this will take seven days on your internet to download. Probably, <laughs> I can't so, like like so. Obviously, like it's good that you know you could argue like this is the actual release of Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Like my my joke was always when they first like put the game out there that it was in Delta, um, <laughs> which is my term for games that are actually released but still not yet finished. Like cause it's not a beta at that point, but we have to we have to put some some Greek letter on the end of it. So it's, 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 it's been in Delta for the last, uh, the last 15 months. Um, so it's good that it's here. Um, CDPR, you know, had a live stream today where they announced it and they're like, Oh, it's available now. And that that's cool. Um, I can't possibly think of a worse time to release it, <laughs> uh, with horizon, you know, coming out this weekend and Elden ring coming out next week. Like talk about, you know, throwing it to the wolves. Yeah, they're like, hey, it's half price and you can play it for free for five hours. I think that's Just, actually really smart because that the, yeah. I did play the beginning of the game when it first came out. Like I played up to the, the title screen, basically, which is like several hours into the game. Um, and it's it's it's, it's got a strong opening. Like, like it's got a very strong, um, you know, beginning of that game. So I think if you're going to if you're going to showcase it, then that's a great thing to do. Um they added a lot of stuff, so we're looking at next generation updates because they put some updates out for like the older console generations. But I mean, don't no, don't no. play on those. <laughs> don't um, so on next gen consoles, uh, you get ray tracing. Now you have to choose between sixty FPS or ray tracing. Um, as we learned with Spider Man, like probably just go with the sixty FPS. Like ray tracing is nice, but frame rate always is going to win. Um, yeah. which is pretty cool. And, uh, unfortunately these on the series S, if you have an Xbox, that's not the X, uh, you're getting it at 30 FPS at 1440 P with dynamic scaling. So you don't get the option to do 60 or 4k, which is fine. Uh, lots of performance improvements. Um, lots of HDR improvements. They're going to be using the, uh, dual sense controllers on PlayStation, which is really cool. Um, they also have added like a bunch of quality of life stuff in the game. You can buy different apartments in the game so that you don't have to just go back to the same, uh, district at all, which is cool. You can customize them. Um, you can tweak your appearance now as well, which is something that inexplicably you couldn't do. You when figured the first that would out. be a no fucking brainer <laughs> <laughs> given the, given the whole, you know, you customize everything you can do except the way you look. Yeah, right. right. uh, they've they've improved uh, AI combat. They've actually like there's actually people on the streets uh, when you walk around now on next gen consoles and they and they react in 
different ways to things that are going on around them. So there nice. were people, there were people uh, specifically like, and there were like a lot, relatively a lot of people in like the downtown district. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they just like, they just really didn't do anything. They just kind of milled around and it felt, uh, it felt like when Morpheus was training Neo Mm-hmm. Uh, with the woman in the red. Program. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was just kind of milling about. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's it's a pretty significant upgrade. Like, I'm not going to go through the list because there's just a lot of shit on there. Uh, again, essentially, the game is becoming what the game should have been to begin with. Like, like, like it's finally getting its true release. So, if you've never played it before, and you have a next generation console or a decent PC, uh, it seems like now would be the time. To check it out. Notably, there's no like New Game Plus or anything like that. So if you've already played and beaten it as Micah has, I don't know if there's a big reason for you to really jump back into this at all. No, I mean, unless you want to start over. Um, Look, the um, it's a shame because like the individual stories in that game, like all the side quests and stuff like that Mm -hmm. are actually really fun. Um, The main story, you know, it's 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 fine. But the side quests are where you meet the characters and you see, like, that's where all the development is. And um, and that is very, very fun. Like, that's that's the game that's worth playing. But, I mean, I, I you know, if you, if you finish it, I, I mean, I don't, re- unless you really want to go back and play it, mm-hmm. um, I really don't see, I really don't see the point. But I'll give it a shot. I just want to see what things look like um, and uh, see what kind of improvements that there are. But this is not a game that's like, like I know people who've played The Witcher multiple times and that's Mm -hmm. an incredibly, like that's a long game uh, to be dedicating that kind of time to uh, for multiple playthroughs uh, of the same thing happening. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't think this game is the game that will, that will, kind of do that for anybody well and here's the thing so i i bought it when it was on sale at gamestop over christmas for like ten dollars waiting for this patch to come out but because of the timing like this is like on my list of big games that i'm gonna play like big big games that i'm gonna play this is arguably like fourth like i've got you know the next big game that i plan on playing is elden ring um because i could start like cyberpunk today Elden Ring comes out in a week and a half. I'm not going to beat Cyberpunk in a week and a half. Like I'm not going to play it that that much. Um, and I'm not. I'm, and I'm waiting on Horizon till I finish with Elden Ring. So like once Elden Ring comes out, then I'll play Horizon. Uh, GT Seven is dropping in a couple weeks as well, which is going to be a game that I you know am off and on with over this time. Uh, and then maybe once I get through those, I'll have time for Cyberpunk. So like July maybe. And that's and that's not even counting like the shit that's going to be coming out. Um, for Nintendo, because as you know, we're gonna move into the Nintendo Direct in a second here. There's a lot of cool games coming out in the spring and summer on my Switch. Yeah, that I'm interested to play as well. Um, arguably more interested than I am in playing Cyberpunk, quite frankly. So it's nice that it's out there. Um, but again, the timing. This is like you know Titanfall two coming out in the week in between Battlefield one and Call of Duty. <laughs> levels of timing as i put on twitter like i i get that they needed to get it out there because it's long overdue but i you know i don't i don't know i don't know what they're expecting i mean i'm sure it is going to see a nice uptick 
on Steam and things like that. I'm sure we're going to see a lot of people uh, diving back into it. But then again, maybe not on PC because the PC version has been largely fine for a while and has had these graphical, you know, improvements, I guess you can say. The only thing I'm not looking forward to is everybody jumping back on the uh, dick of CD Projekt Red. Um, I mean, I like I said, I will say at least they came good in the end. Well, we don't know because this, this yeah. hasn't been tested extensively yet, so we don't know. <laughs> we don't know what exciting, um, you know, bugs and maladies uh, we have coming coming for this. So we'll uh, we'll take a look here. Um, so moving into, well, let's go right to the Nintendo Direct now. Carrie's not here. Um, but Carrie was very diligent in putting down her thoughts, uh, on the Nintendo direct. So I'm going to go through like the Nintendo direct docket and then Micah, uh, can read through or can, can, can read you Carrie's thoughts as, as we also discuss these things. Um, I'll tell you something, we'll lead off with something that I couldn't possibly care less about, uh, that they saved to the very end. This was their one more thing. Uh, the announcement of Xenoblade Chronicles three, which is coming out this fall, um, which is arguably the game that has the worst uh, British accents that I've ever heard in my entire <laughs> life. And the question, the question that I asked that wasn't answered was, is this the caliber of voice acting that is also in the other Xenoblade Chronicles games? Um, yes. <laughs> how's, I, I played, how, uh, how's this flown under my radar for the past decade? I've played, I played one. I played, uh, I guess it was two. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't play the one with Shulk. So if that's the first one, I played the second one. Um, and yeah, it was like, it was like a bad version of Oliver Twist. <laughs> like, it, <laughs> like the main character was just like, oh, yeah, oh, 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 like, all right, okay. Oh, uh, this is, this is weird. This is weird. Like, I understand that like the English accent, like, like makes it, like people people put english accents on on things to because it sounds foreign but it sounds proper it sounds like you're acting right it sounds yeah. like you're really acting which is why they the the makers of assassins ubisoft the a french company when they made their french revolution game put the voices in uh the english translation voices in fucking with british accents for some strange fucking reason. <laughs> Like, <laughs> like I, I don't understand it, but okay. Like people like the, the British accent, but it just doesn't, it just doesn't work with like anime characters. And here's like, my, here's my, here's my question for you before we get into Carrie's thoughts. You're an aspiring voice actor. Why is it that every British person can flawlessly sound like an American, like every British actor can flawlessly pull off like so, some, some American accent. But yet the inverse doesn't ever seem to be true. Like no, no American actors can pull off a convincing British accent. You, you want to know the real reason? The real yeah. reason is that America, America's influence, its pop culture has permeated the world. Mm. And, and like, it doesn't go the other way around. Gotcha. Like that makes sense. That's, that's just it. You know what I mean? Like, and, and even like now, now British people won't get like, they 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 can't they can do an english they can do an american accent but mm-hmm. america has a bunch of accents and they can't do that they can like british people do a very good cleveland voice uh-huh. but but you can't get them to do an american south 
states, right? Like, right. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm sure. I'm sure. Like, there's a lot of like very distinct regional dialects. Like, I'm sure that you know a lot of you know British actors might have trouble pulling off like a very nor'easter type of accent. Right. And that kind of <laughs> right. So I like I, I get that, but like there are some British actors that many people like don't even realize they're British until like they hear them talk in an interview. Yeah, outside I, of uh, <laughs> outside my, of movies. my my wife when we were first uh dating she was like i I, for, I forget what we were talking about or why we were talking about the show right but we mm-hmm. were talking about the show and uh she and and house was one of her favorite shows mm-hmm. and and i and i showed her a video because i said yeah that guy's british and and she didn't believe me and i played a video and she was like house is british <laughs> like yeah house is british <laughs> like tom like and and what's funny is like uh, the one that i always think of is like tom wilkinson like if you didn't realize that tom wilkinson was in other stuff even though he does bad american accents like he's still very <laughs> capable of pulling off very bad american accents um <laughs> He did it. He did like a half. No, actually, no. His his accent in Batman Begins was very bad. Like he pulled off like this really bad, like Chicago ish style. Of yeah, yeah. But good. again, again, like that's a very distinct uh, accent to have. You know what I mean? Like uh, that Americans can't pull off. You know what I mean? That's true. That's true. <laughs> so what 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 were Carrie's impressions of the uh, Xenoblade Chronicles three trailer? Speaking of accents. <laughs> I didn't like the other Xenoblade titles. That was really bad. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like the other Xenoblade titles. Uh, they never clicked with me. I'm glad Xenoblade fans are getting more content. But big shrug from me, though. It was odd that this was like the the hammer, right? Like I wasn't expecting this to be like the last thing that they showed off. So um, they showed off uh, some sa- Salmon Run uh, next wave content for Splatoon three. Like I like I liked Salmon Run. In uh in Splatoon two, that's for those that don't know, that's like the uh, cooperative uh, horde mode essentially that they have in the game, which is a good time. The salmon run mode that they highlighted is basically the squid equivalent of zombies in Call of Duty, and was one of my favorite things about Splatoon two. I hope three makes it available all the time since it was only oh, a right. sometime thing in two. Uh, the new bosses look cool, and the mode at large still looks super fun. Splatoon 3 will be a day one purchase for me anyway. I forgot that that was a limited time, uh, like like an event in Splatoon 2. She is correct about that. Um, I will also be buying Splatoon 3 on day one. I really did enjoy uh, the few months that I spent playing. Like I played it a lot for a few months, and, and I had a good time with it. Much more than I was expecting to have. Um, for me personally, me myself personally, uh, the highlight of the direct presentation, no doubt, uh, a new Mario Strikers game coming coming out of left field, uh, dropping like right at the beginning of the of the Nintendo Direct presentation. Mario Strikers Battle League, um, it it doesn't look like that much different from 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 Strikers <laughs> Charge. Like I'm sure that there is. I'm sure there is a lot of differences once we get the game, um, but the the trailer that they showed didn't really do a lot to highlight those, which is fine because we haven't had a new Mario Strikers in 15 years, which is an insane thing to to think about. Uh, is so- um is is the is the like injustice style character customization different? Like, uh, that is new. Yes, time. yeah, being yeah, being able to gear up time. your characters okay. to alter their stats that is that is probably the biggest new thing um from a gameplay standpoint it looks very similar 
Um, but I'm just I'm looking very forward to getting this. Also, getting looking forward to playing it with a proper controller because you had to use the Wii Remote Nunchuck <laughs> on the Wii, which was I mean worked fine. But you know that's not that's not what you want. That's not no. what you want because because on the Wii like the the you know they had to do it that way because you had the goalkeeping mini game where like if a if a player fired. Uh, like one of those multi-ball shots at you, like it actually had this thing where you had to try to block the shots with your hands, essentially, as yeah. they were going into the net. So um, I can't wait for this to come out. I really hope it's not a letdown like Mario. I Golf hope it's not was. Mario. I hope yeah. it's not Mario Tennis. I hope it's and not that Mario too. Tennis. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah we're, I, over, we're over I, two I, so far. <laughs> we're over two with the Mario sports games in the past couple of years here. So let's 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 hope and pray that uh, they come good on strike. Carrie says. Carrie says it's been more than a decade since the last Mario Strikers game, so this was an unexpected but pleasant surprise. Mario Strikers is super fun, and I'm glad they're bringing it back. But where the fuck was Daisy in that trailer? If she isn't in the game, I'm lighting a building on fire. I would expect them to, if she's not in the game on day one, to have her included as downloadable content, as they've done with the other Mario sports games over the past uh, past couple while past little while here. So. Was uh, Rosalina in that trailer? I she was, remember. yes. yes. Mm, Rosalina's in it, but Daisy's not. Mm, you better get them matches. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what was a truly shocking um, drop that they showed that's coming out in April? Uh, Nintendo Switch Sports, the spiritual sequel uh, to, well, actually, no, the pretty direct sequel to Wii Sports and Wii Sports Resort, um, which was completely out of left field. So, this is going to have um, tennis, uh, tennis and bowling, uh, which was which are holdovers from the previous games. Um, they're also going to have like the sword fighting game that was in Wii Sports Resort coming back, and they're adding new to the mix uh, soccer, badminton, and volleyball, all sports which work really well. Except for maybe you think, well, what the hell, soccer? They're going to be releasing a. Uh, like a like a leg attachment that you can sh- that you can shove a Joy-Con into so you can actually like kick with it as well. I can't see that going wrong at all. Yeah, come on. <laughs> for anybody. Uh this is cool. Um and they're also gonna have like it's gonna be online, like you'll be able to play bowling with your friends and stuff like that, which is which I think is pretty dope. Uh it's getting golf as a free update in the fall. I guess that's just not ready for for prime time. Um so this is a cool update. I I'm not really compelled to get it though, um, though my wife could talk me into it because she did. She does love herself uh, some wee bowling. This, uh, yeah, this might be the only reason I would get it is if um, is if my if I show it to my wife and she's like, yeah, I would play that with you because otherwise I wouldn't I wouldn't play it. Um, about time we got another Wii Sports sequel, especially with how well the Joy-Cons work for motion control. Looking forward to seeing another generation of televisions being destroyed by having <laughs> Nintendo controllers thrown directly into them. It is bizarre that the Joy-Cons are like really amazing motion controllers and Nintendo hasn't really come out with any games to, <laughs> to take advantage of them. <laughs> except for like Skyward Sword and like 1-2-Switch. Like those are the two games that have come out that really take advantage of the fact that they have these cool uh, Joy-Con controllers. That are available. Um, no Man's Sky coming to Switch. This really just means that's another platform for Micah to ignore this game on. Uh, yeah, and I'm not the only one. Uh, I mean, good for anyone who wants to go to space on the go, but it's not a port I was expecting. Yeah, no shit. It's not even um, on the. It's not even really on the go. I'm pretty sure you have to be connected online to play the game. There you go. So, so even more of a reason not to buy it. 
there, the, the, the very first thing they showed was a, a new, uh, fire emblem game. Uh, but not the fire emblem game that many were hoping for because we're getting another fire emblem Muso game because fire emblem warriors, three hopes, uh, is coming out this June. Uh, Muso will just not ever die. Apparently Micah, they are, they are going to Muso every <laughs> franchise they can. Um, and so we are just sick of it. Uh, again, no, they're going to, they're going to, they're going to, they're going to do it and then we'll be sick of it and they're going to keep doing it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't care how you feel about it. Um, Carrie's not really big on it. She's just like, she's just straight up says I won't be playing it. Yeah. Um, they have, sh- they showed some more stuff for advanced wars, which is coming out April 8th. I was predicting that they would drop this game during the Nintendo direct. Uh, I was obviously incorrect about that. Um, I'm pretty sure I'm going to, I'm going to try advanced wars again. Um, it upsets me that they're going to charge $60 for this game, even though there's two advanced war games uh, in the package, but uh, I'm determined to like a turn-based strategy game at some point. Um, I, I will, I will, I will defer to you on, on whether or not that game will be good. I am too stupid to play <laughs> these types of games. Uh, Carrie is not, uh, she says that uh, the Advanced War games are incredible and she cannot wait for this to drop. Uh, they showed off uh, a lot of Kirby <laughs> and the Forgotten Land, uh, which is coming out March 25th, including the mouthful mode uh, where Kirby can now attempt to swallow giant objects uh, and control them, even though he didn't completely swallow them like a car, like he can drive a car around basically. <laughs> Or a vending machine. <laughs> um, <laughs> Gary's funny, man. Uh, why, why did they call it mouthful mode? <laughs> what? Why did they have to make Kirby even more of a weird vor kink object? Uh, I'm excited for the game, but mouthful mode makes me feel uncomfortable. Please let Kirby swallow. <laughs> Uh, Kirby both spits and swallows, though, as as has been established over <laughs> over nearly thirty years of video games at this point. Um, the Portal franchise is coming to Switch. This was a pleasant surprise. Um, I might I might actually pick these up. I have not played Portal Two uh, since it released a long time ago. Uh, I'm not uh, I'm not upset at this. Um, look, Portal is like those games are those games are masterclasses in in uh in gaming and um those those are the games that like like normally i don't go back you know a few generations to play old games but games like this like portal like mm-hmm. they they're just they're just incredible like you just and and they and they never like age mm-hmm. you know what i mean uh i don't think carrie has anything uh, involving Portal. So I'm going to say she hates Portal and thinks it's the worst <laughs> game ever. Uh, I will tell you, uh, one, she, she, well, okay, so we made predictions um, on the last episode about what we'd see in this direct. Carrie predicted that we'd see uh, Metroid Dread DLC. And she was technically correct, which is the best kind of correct. Um, because Metroid Dread is getting a free update or did get a free update, I should say, uh, that's getting both a rookie mode 
uh, for people that are scrubs that can't uh, that can't make their way through the game. I, I just Metroid's really hard. I get it. Uh, <laughs> and if and if you thought that hard mode was too easy, uh, then you can play the new Dread mode, which is literally one hit kill mode uh, in Metroid Dread. Yeah, no, I I look, I don't mind that game's challenge, but like that one hit shit. Mm-mm. I, uh, no, no, I can't do that. Um, yeah, I agree. This isn't really downloadable content more so as it's just like reallocated content. Yes. Like there's, there's no what? new content in this. Update. Like it's literally, it's literally just two new difficulty modes added to the game, which is fine. Uh, like I'm glad, I'm glad that they're, that they're supporting it, but you know, and, and there's, there's a boss rush mode, right? Yeah. Okay, I mean they're not new bosses. They're just like you can fight them one after another. Do I uh, want to do the boss rush? I really that that last like I was I was happy to beat the final boss in Metroid Dread, but man, it pissed me off. Like <laughs> like like it it took it literally it really took me like a dozen tries to fucking to fucking beat that boss. That um, yeah, she says she had this on her bingo card as a joke, but uh, they did it and didn't mention Prime. So yeah. I'm 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 paraphrasing here. Dude, I told you. <laughs> uh finally, the perhaps the most unexpected news. Um I think I'm pretty excited about this news though. I think I think I'm pretty stoked about this. So a lot of people were speculating uh that we would see some Mario Kart 9 news for the first time in this Nintendo Direct cuz Mario Kart 8, you know, is a eight-year-old game at this point. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is a five-year-old game at this point. Uh, and Nintendo said, how about instead of Mario Kart 9, we quite literally double down on Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Uh, they are releasing the Mario Kart 8 Deluxe Booster Course Pass, which is going to be a downloadable content purchase that you can make for $25, uh, which over the next 18 months, is going to see the release of six packs, each of which contain eight remastered retro tracks from the Mario Kart series previously for a grand total of 48 additional tracks, which is going to double the amount of tracks that are found in an already insane roster of race courses uh, in Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Um, Also, begs uh, to note, if you pay for the premium version, of the Nintendo Switch Online Pass, uh, you, this content is included with that as well, along with the Animal Crossing DLC. So they're adding value uh, to something that still is not a terrific value, honestly. But you know, it's it's getting there. It's getting better. It's coming along. Um, I think this is really cool, honestly. Uh, unexpected, um, but there's a lot of beloved courses uh, that are in those other Mario Kart games that did not get the remastered treatment. Um, that they aren't going to be able to put in this game, that they're going to be able to put the, you know, modern Mario Kart 8 accoutrement in with, like, the gravity, you know, uh, portions of the track and things of that nature, uh, and get even more life uh, out of this game that has sold, you know, 50 million copies or however many copies Mario Kart 8 Deluxe has sold. Like, I literally think it's still basically attached with half of, 40% to half of all the Nintendo Switches. That are out there, it's still in the top 10 games sold uh, every single month in the NPD numbers, which is kind of mind-boggling to think about it. Um, this is cool. I'm definitely going to pick this up 
and and, I, and play um, Mario Kart. I hope this sets uh, a bit of a precedent. I don't think it will just because of how like money works. But um, like I like people have been lamenting about sports games not doing this, mm-hmm. especially in years where change is very, very has in small increments. Um, like people just kind of want a roster update and they don't want to like move everybody around by themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think this is great. I, I think it's a wonderful idea. It'll get people back into playing the game. It might even for those of you who for some reason have been holding out on buying a Mario Kart game, but you own a Nintendo product, uh, it might get them to, you know, pick the game up and just dump another 25 bucks into it. Um, Carrie says, part of my brain desires Mario Kart 9, but in the grand scheme of things, all I really want is more new and more tracks, so this is fine. I love that this is included in the Switch Online expansion pass at no extra charge. They're giving the expansion pass a lot of value uh, simply by adding this, which is a good move. If the trend is going to be adding all future first-party Nintendo DLC to the expansion pass, people are going to have a hard time passing on. Yeah, I think that's true. Like if if they're if they're at the point where they're releasing, I mean, at this rate, they're basically releasing two expansions, two to three, you know, expansion passes a year. If it's for games that you play, like if you're like like so far, like if you you know, they've done it for two extremely popular games, the two highest selling games on the platform, pretty much. Um, So if it's for games that you play then that's great. Um, and yes, there is definitely value there to, to pay for that annual subscription in that case. Um, but that's the key. Like, like they have to keep doing that in order to make it, to make it worth your while. I still don't know if I'm going to upgrade to the, to the premium online pass though. Cause I've already, like I already bought the animal crossing DLC separately for my wife. So she's mm-hmm. had that since it came out. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Like it, it's, it's, it's cause it, like I said, it's $35 for the family pass, which is what I pay for, for a year. Um, and it's 70, I think for the family premium pass. So that's literally $35 more. The Mario Kart DLC is 25. I don't know. Like the, the, the only fear is what if I don't want to pay for the premium pass at some point? Yeah. That that's, that's the yeah. only bummer. Cause then you lose access to the content. So I don't know. Yeah. Um, I don't have, um, I don't, I don't have Nintendo online anymore. I know it's only like 20 bucks or whatever, but mm-hmm. I just, uh, I just don't like the next time I fire up my switch will be when, um, triangle strategy comes out in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't need to be online to play that. Yeah. Um, oh, they, speaking of that, they announced, they, they released a demo for triangle strategy, uh, much like the Octopath traveler demo, your progress can carry over to the main game. Um, if you yes. check that out, um, they released Earthbound and Earthbound Zero uh, in the Super Nintendo and NES, uh, you know, virtual console stores. Um, so if you've never played Earthbound, you have no excuse. Uh, definitely <laughs> check that game out. It's it's one of the best RPGs of the 16-bit era. Um, I'm very tempted to dive back into Earthbound again. I didn't tell you this. Uh, we're we're going to get off topic here real quick before we before we uh, do some ads, but. Um, so Tales of Vesperia was on sale on the on the Switch store last weekend for like twelve twelve dollars, and then I had some coins, so like I got another four dollars off. So I'm like, yeah, I'll pay eight dollars for Tales yeah. of Vesperia. 
And because uh, I've never really played a Tales game before. So I'm like, let's see what all the fucking let's see what all the fucking hell up was about. I heard Vesperia is one of the better ones to start with. If you've never played a Tales game before, um, yeah. I was immediately put off <laughs> by not that I have anything against Troy Baker, Troy Baker, the voice actor. But <laughs> when Troy Baker is not even attempting to do to do a voice and it's just Troy Baker uh, straight away <laughs> took, takes me right out of it. Takes me, takes me right out of it. I mean, this was, you know, this was a long time ago. It was. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it, like he, he hasn't really, he was, they just hired him because they, because like he sounds like a white dude, right? Like, like he wasn't really acting, acting. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> That's funny though. So I've heard, so I've heard, um, like the, the Tails battle system has always been much ballyhooed to me. Um, it feels kind of stiff, and I don't know if that's just because this is an older game or if that's just how the battle system is, but it feels kind of kind of rigid, much more rigid than I was expecting. Like I was expecting something a little bit more, uh, a little bit more. Uh, I don't know if fast pace is the right word, but just a little bit less, uh, a little bit more fluid, I guess. Yeah, it's it's a little. Um, it can be a little mashy, mm-hmm. um, but when you have to like when you have to fight uh, like big enemies, especially like for fodder enemies, but when you have to fight big enemies um, like bosses and stuff like that, then you really got to kind of use all of your party members strengths to kind of do anything of note. Otherwise you're just hitting the same button over and over again and just kind of running around. And Mm. it's, it's kind of weird. It's, it takes, it takes a minute to get used to. Um, the uh, Tales of Arise does a very, very good job of kind of refining that system, but um, yeah, it it it's it takes a minute because it's like you want to you see them running around and you're like, oh okay, I I I see people running around. I got a sword in my hand. I know what to do, but it's I don't know. It just it just feels it feels different. Yeah. So yeah, so- I get it. We'll see. Um, we'll see if I get into that because there's other stuff that I want to play right now anyway as well. Um, but before we get into what's new and what Mike has been playing, uh, let's tell you about some TNP content that you can check out. Um, go to densepixels.com slash fans. Uh, when you do that, you'll get invited to our Discord. Discord is where all the cool kids are. Uh, I'm not there because I'm not a cool kid. Uh, I'm there, but I'm not active. You're you're, you're uh, there when you when you're summoned, like when like when someone like summons yeah. you, <laughs> you you appear. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If if you invoke my name, like I'm some sort of uh, summon from Final Fantasy, then I'll come in there. I'll give you my two cents, and then I'll leave. I'll I'm like uh, I'm like Yo Jimbo from uh, Final Fantasy X. I'll come in if you depending on how much you pay me. I'll give you something really good, or I'll let the dog fight your enemies because I don't give a fuck. Um. <laughs> But yeah, you'll be invited to our Discord. You can come in there. You can hang out. A lot of interesting conversations, not just on video games. Uh, you know, those of us who still watch wrestling, um, they, they they talk about that there. Uh, they talk about uh, football. Uh, you know, the, the the what the world calls football, not 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 what what we Americans call football. Um, that's where you can drop us uh, a note in the post office, which we will get to today. Um, it's a good time. Go to densepixels.com slash fans. Go to youtube.com slash densepixels and subscribe. Um, 
you can see our our wonderful backgrounds. Um, we have a very we have uh, uh, different colored walls, and I don't think blue, uh, green and orange really match. But uh, <laughs> I will be I will be changing rooms because green and orange don't really match unless it's like October. Uh, because they don't match, uh, and only because they don't match, I will be moving this room downstairs. Uh, where I have a blue accent wall, and I think blue and orange match uh, perfectly. So, so, so you're but, saying is your son? Your son's finally graduating to like the bigger room then. Oh, well, what I'm saying is uh, the the son the son is graduating to be a, a big brother soon. So oh. I'm gonna have to. So I'm gonna have to get rid of this, uh, I, and I'm in the new baby's room apparently. Yeah. So I gotta leave. Um and be and be relegated to my living room. So even so, first of all, Mazel Tov. Uh, even though this is the first I'm hearing about this, I still knew that this was happening. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I I I I intuited it from from conversations that we've had and things you've hinted at over the past several weeks. So yes, yes, we uh we haven't made the official announcement yet, but uh, yes, we haven't. You just you just did. <laughs> well, I just did. <laughs> <laughs> but uh but but yes that's happening and i'm getting kicked out of my of my room uh so so but i'm not going to tell you i'm not going to tell you when you're going to see the blue wall you're just going to have to keep going to youtube.com slash dense pixels <laughs> to find out when could be tomorrow could be a couple of months from now who knows go to dense go to youtube.com slash dense pixels and subscribe um and since you're subscribing, subscribe to the Nerdpocalypse, Black on Black Cinema, Coming Distractions, and the weekly preview episode of Look Forward Political Podcast. Uh, look, on Nerdpocalypse, we're going to talk about uh, uh, the Super Bowl was this past uh, weekend. We're not going to talk about that. Yeah, but we're going to talk about... Yeah, get the hell out of here. Jay, there's no way Jay fucking watched the Super Bowl. I told I told Jay that uh, that a certain movie trailer was coming out. And he was, and he was like, "Yeah, this is coming out." I said, "Yeah, it's probably for the Super Bowl." He was like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know who's playing. I was like, "Don't, don't worry about it." Um, but yeah, we're gonna talk about uh, that new Doctor Strange trailer that came out. Uh, I am a fan of these Doctor Strange movies, and I uh, can't wait for this new one. Black on Black Cinema. Um, we're doing a preview episode tonight uh, as we record this. Um, and it'll be probably be out when this comes out. Um, coming distractions. Uh, we got movies we can talk about. Uh, and the preview episode of the Look Forward Political Podcast. Look, Look Forward is, uh, as always, hitting on all cylinders. Look, just because uh, we don't have um, a jester in chief doesn't mean that those shows aren't fun. Uh, there's a whole bunch of other stuff that, uh, that the thugs <laughs> of news, uh, can, can, uh, can, can give you their professional opinions on. Um, and because you will get hooked on the look forward political podcasts preview episode, you're going to be like, Hey, I want more of this. And I want it in, I, 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 I need more of this in my veins. Well, if you do go to densepixels.com slash premium for $5 a month, $50 a year, you get access to the premium slate of podcasts, including the airing of grievances, no time to bleed, the men with the golden tongues, us upstage conversations, and the full episode of the look forward political podcast. Look, the full episode of look forward is worth the five bucks alone. Uh, and then you're getting all that backlog 
uh, content uh, and new content is uh, is coming. Uh, we will be doing uh, the invitations uh, very very shortly on the airing of grievances, <laughs> uh, which is a classic Seinfeld episode that I cannot wait to talk about. Densepixels.com slash premium. Um, a lot of games came out this week. Uh, apparently, just the second season of Call of Duty Warzone <laughs> drops dropped yesterday. Like, how are they not to, not up to like season twelve at this point? I feel like in that game. So, but apparently they're at season two. So, congratulations. Uh, Infernax came out uh, to all consoles. I'm gonna be checking this game out. It looks really cool. It's like a 2D uh, action adventure game in the vein of like Zelda two and Simon's Quest. Um, very stylistically cool. Looks dope. Um, can't wait to check that out. Uh, again, because there's not enough Musou games out in the world, Dynasty Warriors 9 Empires came out to all platforms uh, this week as well. Uh, Assassin's Creed The Ezio Collection comes to Nintendo Switch. Somehow these games look like ass on I can't that imagine. system, despite the <laughs> fact that they're like 13-year-old games, which doesn't make any sense to me. Um, uh the Sims 4, uh, My Wedding Stories, the DLC, comes to all platforms. Not in every country, though. More on that later. Uh, Total War, Warhammer 3, uh, comes to PC. And it's also going to be on uh, Game Pass on PC. So if you uh, if you have Game Pass, you can check that out. Uh, of course, Horizon Forbidden West comes to PlayStation this weekend. It's getting rave reviews. Um, again, I will check that out, but not at the expense of Elden Ring. I'm much more excited for Elden Ring right now than I am for Forbidden West. So. Yeah, I wish I was into that series. I really do. Yeah. I just uh, not. And finally, uh, coming out on Thursday, uh, a game that Mike is going to talk about, King of Fighters 15, which apparently is in early access right now. Um, it's uh, If you pre-ordered it, you can play it now. There you go. Um, three days early. And, um, and I was like, oh, okay, it's out now. Let me buy it. And Because uh, I played the beta. I like the beta. I, look, here's the thing about me and fighting games. I um I love fighting games. I I think they are I think they are super fun to play. I think that um uh they're they're even they're they're even just like great spectator sports. Mm. But it is the single genre of video games that I know I'm bad at but I continue to play. And and KOF is no different. I I I I'm not a huge KOF fan. Uh, I played 13 because 13 looked incredible for 2D sprites. Like it was just, it looked amazing. Like not since Street Fighter 3 have I seen sprites that looked and animated that well. Um, I played a little bit of KOF 14 um, and it was, it was cool. But I said, you know what? I'll, I'll really give KOF 15 a shot. And uh, I bought into all the hype of, you know, shatter all your expectations or whatever. <laughs> and um, this game is, it's very, it's very good. But like, I feel like I need to be Bret Hart in order to play it because it's all about execution. And it's like a, it's like a, like a faster street fighter. Mm -hmm. Um with a lot more resource management. So KOF, you pick, um, the gimmick with KOF is you pick teams of three and um, you fight, your characters fight. If your character dies, next person up comes while the opponent still has their original person just with a little extra life. And um, you continue fighting like that until uh, 
one team is decimated. So, you know, there's no, it's a team game, but it's not a tag team game. So there's no switching in and out. There's no assist calling and stuff like that. Um, And it's all about like, it's all about resource management. Uh, I won't get into too much detail, but they have a comeback mechanic that if you can kind of reserve all of your resources, it's not impossible for you to, to get a 90% combo with relatively little, uh, with relatively little like links and moves together. So the thing with this game is it's all about supers and canceling in the supers and, and doing incredible big damage. Everybody can do like a 90% combo if you have enough meter. And it's, it's, uh, it's a sight to see when you pull it off. And it's maddeningly frustrating when it gets done to you. It's <laughs> been done to me on multiple occasions. Um, but I, I do like the game. There's a ton of characters, like 39 characters at launch. Um, people are like, oh, that's less than 14. Yo, it's 39 characters. Yo. <laughs> and you got to learn. And you got to be proficient with three of with them at, at least a time. three, yeah. <laughs> right. Like, like, calm down, everybody. Like, and, and DLC is coming. Um, this this game has a lot of the KOF is known for like its pretzel motions and a pretzel motion is just that like you're you're on your controller or your D-pad or your joystick and you the motions end up looking like a pretzel um it and that's in like the extreme cases but execution is the is the thing with this game because there's a lot of every super move is like a quarter circle forward and a half circle back. And sometimes you got to do those in the middle of a combo and timing is super duper tight. And it's KOF is maddeningly frustrating for me. Like it's not as loose as as street fighter, but it's also not as rigid as mortal Kombat or even like a Tekken. Tekken, I think has a good balance of like being loose, but still having canned combos. Mm -hmm. Whereas mortal Kombat is all canned combos. Like you can't do you better, you better, it's like typing in Morse code with Mortal Kombat. Whereas, whereas this is like a, this is a little along the Street Fighter side. But look, if you like fighting games, you, you're probably already playing this. If you, if you're new to fighting games, I do not recommend you buy this uh, at all. Um, the tutorials don't really do a good job. If you're new to fighting games, ironically, buy Guilty Gear, another like fighting game that's, been known to be like incredibly i won't say difficult but this latest guilty gear is incredibly accessible um but yeah look i enjoy this but it's 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 it it is what it is it's frustrating but i but i do enjoy it yeah i played kof 13 um because it was free on playstation plus and that, like i'm just like i don't have the fucking gumption to, to sit down and learn <laughs> this game i really don't um so I, I will be passing on on King of Fighters 15. <laughs> yeah. um, what I will not be passing on uh, is this mysterious countdown timer that that Capcom has on their website right now that's counting down uh, to Sunday, February 20th, 10 p.m. Pacific time. Um, it's a mystery. No one knows what this is going to be for. So there's there's, you know, a couple speculative options. Um, obviously, first and foremost, uh, Chris Jericho would be the first uh, speculative option that Cap- that Capcom is coming down towards. 
probably not that. Now, interestingly enough, uh, the countdown, uh, the end of the countdown coincides with the season finale of the current Capcom Street Fighter Pro Tour, which is happening this weekend. So there's no way that this isn't a Street Fighter 6 announcement, right? If it is a Street Fighter 6, it is just that, an announcement. Yeah. It won't be, it won't be, it'll be like what Rockstar did. Hey, guys, Grand Theft Auto 6 is in development. Uh, Now that we think we've squeezed as much money out of this stone that we think we can, um, a new game is in development. Look, they're going to want people to play Street Fighter Five a little longer, I think. So I, I honestly, uh, I'm not hoping for a Street Fighter Six announcement. Um, in your in my wildest dreams, which I'm not saying this is happening. As a matter of fact, I'm saying it's not happening. Uh, in my wildest dreams, uh, it would be a Marvel versus Capcom something announcement. Mm. Um. It because it's it's either one of those two, right? If it's if if it's going to be a fighting game, mm-hmm. it's going to be one of those two things, and we're assuming it's going to be a fighting game because it's you know capping off of this Street Fighter Pro Tour. So it's one of those two games, right? It's not a Dark Stalkers like that just doesn't sell as mm-hmm. much as a Street Fighter. It's not Power Stone, right? Though that would be pretty uh, cool. If it, if that would look. I I I really like Power Stone, but. Yeah, it's not. It's either a Street Fighter Six announcement or, or a Marvel versus Capcom announcement, which it's not. So it's a Street Fighter Six is being developed announcement. Like I've seen people say, well, maybe it's Resident Evil, or maybe it's, and while maybe it's a new IP, it's not a new IP. It's mm-hmm. not. I'm gonna tell you that right now. <laughs> like Capcom, like no, Capcom knows what Capcom fans want, and Capcom fans want like cool shit that they already know. Um, so I don't think it's like a resident evil. I don't think it's, um, I don't think it's a new IP. It just doesn't, just doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. So if it's a street fighter six announcement, street fighter usually comes out in February. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, unless they've been working on the, on the phantom street fighter six announcement, I can't imagine that. This is another reason why I don't think it's a Street Fighter. Why I don't know if it's. I don't know. Street Fighter generally comes out in February. Mm-hmm. Like the last couple of Street Fighters have come out in February. And I guess it would make sense for Street Fighter 6 to come out in February. But I don't know about February 2023. I, I think it could be. Like, like I don't think that they would be ready to announce Street Fighter 6 unless it was somewhat far along. Because I don't think they want to tease this out for multiple years. Because um, then you just build up hype, and we all saw what happens when you know when Street Fighter V first released, and it came out in a kind of kind of wonky state. Um, I'm ready for a Street Fighter Six. Street Fighter V never quite clicked on with me all the way. Um, at least not that I played long term. Because I played Street Fighter Four for a long time. Uh, Street Fighter V um, past launch, I didn't play it a whole bunch, even though they've they fixed pretty much every issue that the game had when the game launched, I've always intended to go back to it, but I just never, never found the time. It's tough, right? Especially nowadays when, you know, so much shit comes out and, you know, yeah. street fighter has turned into like a lifestyle game at this point, And it's, it's difficult to find time for, 
for a lot of those. So I'm I'm ready for a new Street Fighter. Um, if it comes out next year, if this is if this is what they're announcing, and if it comes out next year, I mean that'll be seven years between the launch of Street Fighter Five and and Street Fighter Six, which is about par for the course for you know how how Capcom does these things. So. Um, I really do think that's what it's going to be. I, I can't think of anything else. I don't think you're going to get another, another Marvel's Capcom game, honestly, at all. But really, so soon after Infinite came out, because Infinite's not that old. Like, Infinite came out after Street Fighter V did. Um, yeah. And also that game, you know, <laughs> had its problems for sure. Unless unless they're, you know, doing another one as a make good that's going to go back to three on three and not be, you know, kind of crappy as Infinite was. Um but we'll see. We'll find out soon enough, and we'll talk about it next week. What if that's a Street Fighter Alpha, right? Like mm-hmm. that's the other big Street Fighter franchise that that was that really sold well. Like, I I, I don't know. I don't know. I w- if it is a Street Fighter game, I want I want there to be a I want it to look really really cool, right? Like mm-hmm. I I like the art style of four and five. It's time for a change. Yeah. So we'll see. We will. It's exciting. Um, Story that I'm not a huge fan of. So there's a game called Martha is Dead that nobody really had heard of. uh, That's apparently coming out uh, across console and PC uh, in next week, actually. Um, But it made some news this week because the developers put out a Twitter post kind of airing some grievances about Sony saying that the game is going to come out on PlayStation platforms, but it's going to be uh, partially censored. Like they had to modify some of the content in the game because PlayStation uh, said it was too extreme. Um, There's a very graphic click, a very graphic, graphically violent clip of the game uh, that's making the ways on social media um, that kind of points to some of the things that are in the game that might be why, you know, Sony Oof. is hesitant to put this game out in its current state. Um, but I'm not not at all a huge fan of censorship in this regard. So it is Sony's right to want to control the type of content that comes out on their platform. But I don't think that that extends to telling you know people that are making the game like what can and can't be in the game like if you're not comfortable with the content that's in the game then don't publish the game on your platform like like i feel like that's yeah. an easy enough solution yeah um, this isn't censorship this is um this is this is one company you know feeling like they're being responsible like it's not sony's not telling them you can't put this in the game they're saying you can put it in the game if you want we don't have to we don't have to well i guess yeah, if you want to, if you want this game to be on our system, this is what you're going to have to do to it. And I don't think it's, I mean, it gets nebulous, but I don't think this is true, like true censorship. It, I kind of do, like, like, well, I, I guess, I guess it depends on the agreement that's in place because I don't know the, the particulars of like the contract between you know develop a, a publisher developer and and you know Sony being the platform. So I don't know if Sony has like veto power. I don't know if this was something that the developer had to agree to before PlayStation agreed to publish the game. If that's the case, like, like if the developer of the game is framing it as, Oh, Sony's making us 
change the game to put it on their platform where if the reality was Sony's like, Hey, we'd like to publish this, but we're not going to publish it in the state. And then the developer made the change because they want the game on PlayStation. Right. That's a little that's, bit different. Right. Like that's just like, that's this, that's Sony's terms and conditions yeah. for this, for them being, you know, but if, like you said, you, you said it perfectly. If, if Sony saw this and was like, mm, Nope, we changed our mind. We don't want to put this on there. Then that's a form of censorship. Yes. I, I find it very difficult. I, I look at a couple con- I look at contracts uh, for a living and I, I have to imagine that there's some sort of clause there saying, Hey, we reserve the right to, you know, if you want this on our, if you want this on our platform, we got to okay it first. Mm-hmm. And, and apparently they are cool enough Right, they're not too worried about censorship because they're fine censoring it if they want it because they want it on that platform because they want those dollars. So, you know, you can be you could be mad, okay, but you're also, you know, you're not standing up for what you're mad about. Yeah, it it is odd that they put out this statement just two weeks before the game comes out because it's not like that they pulled the content. In this short period of time, I can't imagine. Like, I'd imagine that this is something that's probably been in the works for a little bit. Um, and they're just now saying something about it. Um, a couple of people suggested, too, like, you could, you know, change the the rating of the game to adults only. That's not up to Sony. Like, Sony doesn't assign ESRB ratings to games. The ESRB, <laughs> the ESRB does that. So, like, it's not it's not Sony's call whether or not, you know, you can make it adults only and then, and then it's fine. Um so, yeah, like I, I'm fine with Sony wanting to be, you know, wanting to have a say in the type of thing that gets published on their platform. But I I don't agree with forcing a company, if, if, if that is what happened, forcing a company to change their game to fit your platform's mold. Like if the game as it is doesn't fit what you want the platform to do, then choose not to have it on your platform. That's totally fine. You're not obligated to publish this game. But if but but again, that that depends on the on which sequence of events is correct because we only have one side of the story in this case, and it's possible yeah. that the developers framing it in you know a light that's beneficial to them. Um, of course. So I'd be curious to to get more information there. But if but again, if Sony is truly saying, hey, no, you have to change this, um, even though we already agreed to publish the game, I'm not I'm not really okay with that, and would rather you just not publish the game at that point. So. Yeah, I would have to imagine that Sony would just be like, no, we're not going to publish it, just like they did with Cyberpunk. Right. Like, this content is not up to par. We're just not going to put it on our platform. Um, that's what's, that's what's you know, making me think that, you know, this, this, uh, this developer is kind of, you know, dr- they're, and hey, they're ginning up business, right? I mean, well, again, game no. Comes out. <laughs> <laughs> this this would have been this would have been a game that you know I just breeze through on the new release report next week uh, without giving it a second thought and not 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 looked at it all had the story not dropped so you know as they say right. any 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 publicity is good publicity um, right in this regard uh, the uh, the clip that's circulating uh, yeah if you if you don't want to watch it um, it I am reminded of uh, of a, of a little film uh, starring the two. Most overacting <laughs> actors to overact in acting, Nicolas Cage and John Travolta <laughs> face off. So 
that should give you a, a clue as to uh, the uh, the fact that Sony uh, just does not like the idea of Face Off being a movie. Uh, you can <laughs> you can also point to the Office, uh, the famous scene with uh, Dwight and the CPR mannequin as well. <laughs> For those familiar with that show, so. Uh, so, I mean, in a related story, um, Maxis, who is the developer of the Sims games and EA has decided that they're not going to be selling the new Sims for wedding DLC pack, uh, in Russia because, uh, Russia has an anti, uh, homophobia law, essentially, or homophobic law, um, that they've had in place since 2014. Uh, they've considered Sims four, like the, the state of Russia has considered the Sims four to be quote gay propaganda um, due to the fact that you can have uh, homosexual relationships in the game and have the game uh, labeled with an 18 plus restriction so that children uh, cannot purchase it. Um, the trailer that EA released for the Sims four, my wedding stories, DLC uh, focused on a gay couple's uh, engagement and wedding. And so because they said, oh, you know, people can't – Max has said, oh, since people can't enjoy this around the world, we're just not going to sell it uh, in a country where, you know, where people find this uh, abhorrent for some reason. I mean, I I get it, but but no. Like just – I I guess – so they're not – so they're not altering it, right? They're just Correct. not selling. They're it. just not selling it. Like, like if you if you live oh, in Russia, uh, you, you cannot go through. It. Yeah, you cannot go through a okay. native Russian you know storefront to to purchase this game. Like you can import okay. it, I'm sure, and do whatever. So so they're not compromise. So again, they, like you said, hey, like if you're the developer of this of Martha's Dead, right? Don't compromise your vision. Just don't sell it on PlayStation. Uh, Max is like, ah, we're not like we're going to release it as it is, and you know if 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 you're not down with that, then. Don't worry about it. You just won't have it. (laughs) Yeah, good. This is what this is what you're supposed to do. Um, You're not supposed to be mealy mouthed like Disney, who Mm -hmm. you know will will one won't have a a homosexual relationship. Will only allude to a character being homosexual, and 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 two censor it for China and Russia, um, because they want the money. Like no, like. And it's the Sims, yo. Like it's mm-hmm. it's, <laughs> I I I love the Sims. I used to play the Sims a lot. Yo, it's the Sims. Everybody loves the Sims, guys. Maybe if you had a little bit more of uh, uh, same sex Sim love in Russia, the world wouldn't fucking hate you. Um, yeah, it's true. Good. And 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 again, like that's the thing that drives me nuts about countries like this that are, you know, adhere to this draconian bullshit. Um, Gay people exist everywhere. Gay people have existed everywhere in societies for the whole of time, for the for the whole of human history. Um, and it just it it boggles my mind that people still and, and again for Russia, it's not even for like religious regions. Like like it's right, like you know what I mean? Like 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 I don't agree, but I understand like in parts of like the Middle East and stuff like that, where there's a lot of like anti- you know, there's a lot of homophobic behavior and stuff of that nature because that's for, that's rooted in religion, right? By understand, <laughs> you mean like you understand that these people are like beholden to a to a book of fables for some dumb fucking reason, yes. and in the book of fables that some dude wrote, 
then then they're like, oh well, we don't we don't like it because all right, whatever. But but yeah, I get what you're saying. Like at least they have that bullshit excuse of religion to fall back on. Mm-hmm. Like Russia's just being a dick. Yeah. Like very, for very people that don't so. like dicks touching, like that that's all they do is just act like a bunch of fucking dicks. <laughs> In Russia, I, it's it, it's it's it, honestly, and, and I don't I don't mean this towards Russian citizens because I'm directing the statement at the Russian government at like the state of Russia. It really, is a pathetic country in a lot of ways. Like 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 they try so hard to peddle soft power um, because they're uh, honestly a non-factor in 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 world you know world economy and things of that nature. Um, so they try so hard to to look tough to so that they seem important, but in reality, like they could disappear off the face of the earth as a, as a as a world power, and nobody would really notice. Like we would just kind of keep rolling. They 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 pump a lot of natural gas into a lot of European nations, but other than that, like that's about that's about it. So, like I said, a, a pathetic government organization that gets a lot more um, a lot more attention than they probably deserve. Uh, listen to look forward, everyone. Get your politics out of my games. Um, <laughs> Final news story of the week uh, in this week in NFTs, kind of. Um, fortunately, like no new like major NFT stories, but a warning to companies. Yet another reason why you shouldn't get into NFTs because we talked last week about Team Seventeen, the makers of the worms of the Worms series, uh, decided to wade into the NFT pool, and they were like, "This is going to be great." And then there was like a, a, a one day revolt against them both internally and externally on social media and they backpedaled. Well, the problem with that is that they got exposed to the light of day. And usually when companies get exposed to daylight, all of the cracks and all of the other bad stuff that's going on uh, is easily seen because now uh, you're a gamer in the wake of the NFT, uh, you know, bullshit that happened with uh, team 17. Uh, you're you published a report. Uh, on the company saying that, oh, look at that, yet another company with really shitty uh, workplace practices and how they treat employees and things of that nature. All because you guys wanted to make a quick buck. Good. Good. uh, CEO Michael Pattinson said that, quote, action has to be taken uh, following the publication of this Eurogamer report. I'm committed to taking action. I won't brush over anything that was said or ignore any of the points being made. It will all be thoroughly investigated. You have my guarantee on that. Oh, come on, man. Come on. Like you already landed on. Th- <laughs> 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 and then as soon as someone says, I guarantee like the only people that guarantee shit are used car salesmen and, Vince and nobody trusts me. And yeah, and Vince McMahon, get the hell out of here. <laughs> nobody trusts anybody that says they guarantee shit. Get out of here. They have other terms that you can use to say that, but like the word guarantee, like everything about it just comes off as here's exactly I it's opposite day and I guarantee that I'm going to take action. <laughs> Now, to be to to in in the plus side, like I am happy that like the leaders of Team Seventeen did not like dismiss these allegations out of hand, like because we've seen it so many times where like the, you know these reports come out and you know the 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 corporate heads are like, well, this isn't the company that I know, like this isn't the company that I'm familiar with. That so I'm I'm happy that they at least kind of like accepted that. Um, 
the staff at the company in the wake of the report said uh, that they were cautiously optimistic about change happening. Um, again, remains to be seen. Uh, the proof needs to be in the pudding. Uh, we just saw uh, Ubisoft's uh, uh, commission that of their their internal commission that uh, employees created themselves uh, to kind of hold the company to account. Gave a kind of two hundred day. Uh, review since EVMO came out. I was like, oh, we're going to make all these changes and it's going to be great. And, you know, like they came out and like, yeah, not much has really changed so far. Like it's not, it's not, it's, you know, you have, you guys have done shit. Um, so, uh, so again, you have, you have to, uh, you have to actually have the rubber hit the road at some point, but the fact that we're not getting like a vehement denial of these allegations, uh, is a, a encouraging start. Let's say. Wow. That's where we're at. That's where we're at. <laughs> That's where we're at. Just, just, just acknowledging that there's a problem is like, you know what? Good for you. Good for you, Team 17. Like, you guys are taking it seriously. Congratulations. Jesus Christ. Um, I don't have a segue. Go to densepixels.com slash Amazon for all of your Amazon purchases. I just clicked on densepixels.com slash Amazon, and I'm looking at the deal of the day, a trail buddy collapsible hiking poles pack of two trekking poles that you can get for $30 only by going to densepixels.com slash Amazon. You see, what you don't realize is that we have a deal with Amazon that if you want to purchase something through there, you have to go to densepixels.com slash Amazon. Otherwise, it'll take you to like the other Amazon. Like Amazon.com is about the rainforest, whereas densepixels.com slash Amazon is the e-commerce website where you can buy uh, trail buddy trekking poles, adjustable hiking poles for snowshoe and backpacking gear, set of two collapsible walking sticks, aluminum with cork grip from trail buddy. So go to densepixels.com slash Amazon. Do we know why, do we know why Amazon chose Amazon as their company name when they first started, when they were just a book seller? Um, I don't know. The only thing about Amazon I know is that their logo is looks like a smile, but it's an arrow pointing from A to Z because they sell everything from A to Z. Oh, that's that's fu- that's, that's that's actually pretty clever. Not gonna lie. Yeah, so. but I don't know why they call it Amazon and didn't call it Aztec. You know what I mean? Like there's an <laughs> A and a Z in there. <laughs> oh my god! Um, only a couple questions in the post office, real quick. Start with Johnny. It says Mario Kart Eight. Will never die. Which returning <laughs> tracks are you looking forward to the most? Uh, he hopes Double Dash gets some love, uh, like DK Mountain. Any any particular tracks that you're that you're really jonesing for? No, not really. I I like I like all those games, but I don't have the recall to be like, oh, this specific track from this specific game is one that um, is one that I I need. Uh, I saw some that I remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the trailer and I'm like oh hey I remember that no hey I remember that but I don't have the recall to just be like here's a specific track that I that I want uh, I love all of the stadium tracks in the Mario Kart series so like I, I'm I'm all for them just bringing in all of the stadium tracks uh, into the game because I think they're all fantastic um, uh, that's I mean for me that's the biggest thing um, I also really want uh, DK's Jungle Raceway uh, in there as well, because that track always annoyed the shit out of me. And but it's still, you know, really fun to play on. Um, and all the Mario Kart Wii tracks, 
uh, will be new to me because I don't remember anything from Mario Kart Wii. <laughs> like, I remember absolutely nothing from that game, except for, like, the mine, like, the mine course, which I think is in Mario Kart 8 already, if I'm not mistaken. Um, the only one I remember off the top of my head that I don't want because it was so bad was uh, the was the raceway, mm-hmm. like, the the just the Nintendo racetrack level. And just because it's just a racetrack and mm. there was nothing like super interesting about it. I think that was in double dash. And that's, that's, that's the only one I'm like, Ugh, like, what is this doing here? <laughs> but yeah. Uh, and then finally, um, Daniel asked valve is putting portal on the switch. And there was also a recent Geico commercial uh, that's portal theme portal three confirmed. Uh, but he says, kind, <laughs> kind of weird that Valve would do that, given that the release of the Steam Deck is near. Does it make sense to give a direct competitor access to your IPs? Uh, it depends on the situation. I don't think uh, people are buying Steam Deck just to play Portal. Mm-hmm. But um, And I imagine that if you, you have a Steam Deck, you have access to your Steam library, which means you probably already have Portal there. So giving so you know get, putting your ip on on putting portal on the switch just just increases the player base for it mm-hmm. you make a little bit of extra extra change on the side um but we'll we'll see once all this like consolidation stuff shakes out that's the real question like mm-hmm. what you know where for for the time being, like Call of Duty will be on PlayStation for a while, but like uh, what happens? Uh, apparently, that? forever. If you if you believe uh, Phil Spencer with what he said, I don't. I don't. <laughs> I, th- I, th- I think Phil Spencer is very good at what he does, and I think he's built up a ton of goodwill. And then I think he's I think he's such a nice guy that people aren't going to. Uh, take him to take. He doesn't seem like a bullshitter, mm-hmm. and I think he's and I think he's bullshitting. <laughs> and whereas like Todd Howard <laughs> seems very much like a bullshitter, uh, so, so no nobody takes, takes him seriously. Right, nobody value. takes him seriously. Right, um, but I think this is him bullshitting. Valve Valve is a software company. Um, above all else, like they're not selling Steam decks to get in the hardware business. They're selling Steam decks because they think it'll help them sell more games on Steam. Like that's that's really what they want to do. Um, and like to Micah's point, like, I don't think there are too many people that are going to buy a steam deck to play portal on the go. Um, but if you have a Nintendo switch and you haven't played portal in a while, I mean, hello, like we just two, two old guys on the podcast just mentioned <laughs> it earlier. Um, you'll pick up portal and portal two again to play it again, because as Micah said, those games are timeless, uh, in a lot of ways. And, and, you know meet people where they are like they're you know we're over like the switch we didn't talk about it the switch just eclipsed um the nintendo wii in hardware sales which is mind-boggling amazing yeah that's amazing (laughs) um so if if you're if you're valve like you know are you going to silo portal behind a steam deck or do you want to market to an audience of over 100 million people <laughs> at this right. point with your very popular game uh, that is that is known 
outside of the video game space. Like there are people that don't play video games that are at least ha- have an awareness of what portal generally is. Um, because that's how big of a phenomenon that game was, even though it's, you know, not like one of the best selling games ever. It's, it's a notable game. Um, so yeah, it makes all the sense in the world for them to put it on switch. Um, and again, they, they, they've got two sales right here probably. So right. we'll see, we'll see what happens. Cause portal two was, was an amazing game. Like, again, I haven't played portal two. When did that come out? 2012. 2013 something like that yeah it's been 10 years um that game was fucking great like that game was one of the best games of the ps3 generation one of my favorite experiences of the ps3 generation i will more than happily uh play the game again and portal one like you could beat portal one in two hours like it's not not a hard game to to run through it all um so that is it for the show um again if you want to ask us questions in the post office that we will answer on the show uh go to densepixels.com slash fans to get an invite to our discord group Make sure you subscribe to this show wherever you get fine podcasts, um, whatever podcatcher that you choose. And while you're there, check out the other TNP shows. As Micah mentioned, The Nerdpocalypse, Black of Black Cinema, uh, Coming Distractions, The Look Forward Political Podcast. Subscribe to us on YouTube at youtube.com slash densepixels. Uh, go to densepixels, sorry, twitch.tv slash densepixels to subscribe on Twitch. You can also follow our personal accounts as well. Uh, I'm densepixels, Brad, Terrence is apparition 410, Carrie is up, it's Carrie. Uh, that's it for us this week. Uh, let us know if you're playing Cyberpunk 2077, um, because neither of us probably well, Micah might, but I'm 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 not going to yet. I'm gonna boot it up. I'm gonna I'm gonna play through the uh, the Street Kid prologue, and then I'm probably gonna put it down because that's that's it. Do I want to do the Corpo prologue again when I play that? Because I really did enjoy that, but it seems silly not to experience the other. The other thing in the game, I don't want to do Nomad because that seems boring. No, that seems <laughs> stupid. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not in this. I'm not in this fucking super futuristic world to be a fucking drifter. Get out of here. Live in a desert. Get out of here. So that is it for us. Uh, thank you guys again for watching and listening. We'll see you all the next time. See ya. <laughs>